Welcome to the From the Terraces podcast. It's international week, unless you support a League One football club, that is. But forget about that. Are England going to beat San Marino? Wales have already lost to Belgium and we've got plenty more coming up as well. I'm Roy Fallow and I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Keelan. Good afternoon. Good evening. How are we? We're pretty good, Matthew. It's the business end of the season. And what? well, what do you think about the international break, actually? Are you one of those people like me who are like... Well, it's getting in the way of the games hotting up and at the minute we really want players flying all over the world, all over Europe at least anyway. I um, I hate international football apart from like tournaments. So I like them and oh, I understand yeah. that you have to qualify for them. But like what why do England need to play San Marino? Yeah, I mean like it's pointless like you like we're still like you know, things are looking a bit better now in 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 the UK, but things are still pretty bad on the continent. And like San Marino flying to England for to get hammered, yes, is just a pointless exercise for everyone concerned. And like, we I mean, watch it like, well, yeah, yeah gone. Well, there's not now else to do, is there? To be I fair, like, for now, going to do go to the pub. Oh no, I'm not allowed. No, I can't do that. I'll go for Soon. a walk on the beach again. How many Again. days now, Matthew? Uh, 17 now. I got 17. it. I, I did it on our sister podcast yesterday. Because I'm, I'm torn between counting the, the day of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, When mm-hmm. I'm counting down to something, I'm like, well, do I stop at the day before? So I'm more optimistic now. I'm stopping okay. it on the Sunday because that's the last full day. It's... Yeah, because on Sunday, so on Sunday, you're still saying one day on your calculation. On Sunday, I'm going, nah, that's it. Like, oh, that's, that's it. I'm well, it is zero to... days because yeah. we're in hours by then. Technically, well, hours, I guess. I know. So, well, I'm thinking that once we get to Easter Sunday, yeah, I'm going to move into hours. All right. Well, I got confused by what the what uh, what way of hours you were using there, like without an H or within hours. Oh, as in, right, like yeah. minutes, hours, and, yeah, hours like, minutes, and like, hours. Hours is in, is in um, your house. I mean, you're there yeah. at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> going to move into like. Uh, I thought me and you had bought a house, and I wasn't aware oh, of it. I bought some things while drunk in my time, but never a <laughs> not a gas. <laughs> not a, no, not a. Not a not an not a uh, a board. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic if you if you did. I would have uh, unless Amazon sold them on one click purchase. Then I think we're all right. And you think you're all right? Or eBay? Oh no, people have put houses yeah, on eBay. eBay. Haven't there cars and stuff like yeah, cars you can buy that, yeah. fairly expensive stuff on there. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, you were talking about like pubs opening. Oh but yeah, we... exciting. But we're still in that. This is that last run of I don't know about you of like really stocking up on beers as mm-hmm. well like we were just talking about that before recording talking about some local establishments one of which we'll plug at the halfway point in the pod um, I but i don't know are you building up a, re- a reserve still like that's what i'm i'm still in that mindset of i think that's going to be hard to transition out of actually yeah um i'm not very good at it really to be honest because i'll buy like beer my issue is that when the pub's open, I, I, I don't drink at home like, at all, really. Mm. Um, but so I'm rubbish at buying beer for the house. So I'll right. buy like a selection and then mm-hmm. sort of choose what I want to have. So like there's always beer now in, but every weekend I'll go out and buy more. So I really right. need to sort of start and use up the result because I've st- I need to cancel my beer 52 subscription to kick off. <laughs> Because like that arrives every month and just sits yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And it is quite good to be fair. 
Like you know, like I've had some really nice beers from there. I changed it to the just the light subscription because I do like a dark beer, but I like to choose my dark beers. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't want one like festive foisted upon us. I want to, and I, I need. I'm a bit more picky with a dark beer. I'd, yeah, like any like I'll open it. I mean, I, everyone's been at least okay, but there was one. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like, it tasted like what I imagine licking a palm tree would be like. It was disgusting. Oh. Like, it was all tasted like grass. Oh, like, oh just, really too hoppy. Just horrendous. Yeah. Like, yeah. really bad. So that made us annoyed. And also, the snacks are always rubbish that you get with the Beer 52 box. <laughs> oh, what kind? Yeah, I've heard about that you get snacks. What, what are we talking? Your pork scratchings? Well, um, no, your scabby again. fries, your bacon fries. No, no, well, I buy them myself because the snacks were so bad. So I bought. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've got a subscription to as well, actually. We oh, talked about shit. this on the pod. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. But anyway, uh, the beer fifty two snacks first. Yeah, the beer fifty two snacks. They're generally every month is just a different variation of a pretzel. So there's like, mm-hmm. don't mind like, pretzel. No, but like they're not. They're just dry and not very good. So that's annoying. Um, the magazine. I mean. Who's reading really, the magazine? Really? Who's reading the magazine? Like, Which I know of other podcast adverts is called Ferment. Actually, we're talking about Beer 52 on a podcast. We don't even have a sponsorship with them. We were uh, the only podcast who's mentioned Beer 52, not getting an endorsement. I love it. I love it when you get like a, a thing through the door, you know, or like if you get a thing with it every month and it goes, you can gift someone a free box. It's your gift. Well, it's not like and literally anyone can sign up for a free Beer 52 yeah. box. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, I've had three. I mean, I've not. not I mean, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like they're not fraud. well, they're definitely not listening. That's the problem. We uh, need to. Well, we don't need them. We've got poor beer house. They're much better. Um, FTT Fiver. They'll that'll get you five pound off and spend twenty five pound on more. We'll plug that again in a bit. Don't could worry do. though. Oh well, yeah, but pork scratch and not pork scratchings. Oh yeah, scampi fries. fries, bacon fries. Yeah, you I've subscribed subscribe to, to them. Yeah, so. Um, just on Amazon, we need to make clear that's not a, there's not a service. Yeah. This isn't you marketing that. What's the company called? I've got Smiths. I've uh, came up with I think from the sixties and probably the Midlands, um, <laughs> specifically the West Midlands. But pork scratchings are very Midlands, aren't they? Very when, Midlands pork scratchings. Yeah. To vaguely link this to football, when you go to West <laughs> Brom away, there's loads of um, stands outside the ground <laughs> with pork scratchings. I remember oh. going for the first time, being like, "Oh, like I had no idea this was such a big thing here." Proud of them, aren't they? Not a fan. Horrible. I like like pork crackling, but mm, like, right. but I don't. I wouldn't like scratchings. Nah. And even worse is them pork crunch things that you get, which are just like they look like um, taste like pockets of air, but just like pig fat. Disgusting. No. Um, but yeah, I've subscribed to um, Scampi Fries on Amazon <laughs> because it said, and I quote, "I will tweet this out with the pod because it is funny." Um, don't never. I think it says something like never. Make sure you never run out. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. and you save fifteen percent if you subscribe to pork scratchings. No, That's good. Just can be fried. Um, but I bought obviously thirty six. <laughs> um, <laughs> arguably too many. It is, and obviously now the pubs are sort of opening soon. So when the next box arrives, I. Th- Thing in two weeks' time, we are in the pub territory then, and we're just not going to get in. I'm going to have to. So, what I'm going to do is 
I'm going to take them to the pub and I'm going to sell them. I'm going to undercut the pub. Oh, interesting. Because pubs, you know, pubs have had enough support over the last year. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, they don't need you know, they don't need any help. They don't need any extra cash. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna uh, undercut. Not not the fair. I'm gonna put I'm gonna go into pubs that I don't like and, and undercut them. Okay, well that that was my next question because I was gonna say, are you not running the risk of after not being able to go to pubs yeah. since <laughs> what was it November? November when the, it was when the November closed, the yeah. it was November the fourth. Yeah. November the fourth, right? I thought it was a bit there. That, that was the last time we went because that when was Sunderland switch game, Sunderland played Ipswich. Yeah, and we said it was like you said it was like leaving Roker Park for the last time, and I said no, <laughs> it's just like leaving on the last day of the season. But actually, as times went know. on, Matthew, it's been more like leaving a ground, like because that's gonna get knocked down. Because are these pubs still gonna be there? And it's been so long; it feels like a lifetime now. So. Without knowing it, you were um, had a bit of a you had a vision, so to speak. There, didn't you? I did. Um, I just must have just felt it in my bones. Yeah. Uh, but you know, soon. Exactly. Now, actually, you're not going to get soon. banned as well. I'm not going to get banned. Well, or if you do, it's going to be from pubs that you don't like. That's that's uh, what we need. Yeah, to and I think for undercutting the bar, the bar prices on scampi fries is quite a funny way to be banned from a pub. Oh, it's it's an anecdote. Mm. Um, do you want to name the pub you'd go and try and get banned from? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I was just I was wondering if you just knee jerk no. and throw one out there. <laughs> um, I don't know which pub I'd. I'd um... Because you'd, you'd, you'd have to be quite careful with trying to get banned from a pub. You wouldn't want to go into a rough pub to get banned because no. what's the point? Well, And like you're risking actually getting your head kicked in. You need to pick somewhere middle of the road that's just well, a, a crap pub, don't your, you? Your issue is as well, if you get banned in a city centre, you could end up banned from quite a few pubs. Very true. Yeah, good shout, good shout. If they're on pub watch, yeah, like you're in serious trouble. So, yeah. like, really, I, I'd quite happily be banned from Slug and Lettuce, but then that could lead to worse things because they also own other companies, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if I get banned from the yeah. Slug and Lettuce, it would be doing me a favour because they're terrible and I hate them. But, like, I don't know, I wouldn't want to run the risk of, like, getting banned from the pub next door after they see the fracas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe you're right to not It'd be like Homer, like when, you, when he goes into that uh, posh wine bar and they go, hello, sir, <laughs> could you please leave without a fuss right away? <laughs> End up having a drink at a pilot's bar <laughs> near the airport. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, so we know how to do that. Um, and look what that led to. Um, but enough, enough on that. Um, speaking of which... Um, of calamitous behaviour. Let's talk about a little bit of football. Over 10 minutes in the pod, not <laughs> mentioned football yet, which might be our new record. But uh, we have to have a word with Bayern Munich, of all clubs. Oh, you know, exciting. usually quite prof- a professional outfit, um, just win everything. The old cliches about the, the German um, efficiency. But they've had a bit of a mare this past week because an email error led to Eric Maxim, Tupo Mottning's omission from Cameron's squad for their upcoming African Cup of Nations game because of an email, Matthew, that transpired was sent to the wrong address. Come on, have a word. Send the right, check the address. Surely you're getting a bounce back. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. I sent an email email the other day. At work, and uh-huh. it was external, and I missed 
um, I'll miss the number out or put a dot in the wrong place. And it, I just got a bounce back saying it was yeah. undeliverable. Yeah. Like, so you literally sent the email and gone, that's it. And shut your laptop and forgotten about it. And then, yes. you're like, wait, 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 where's, where's, where's Eli? <laughs> where's Eric, mate? <laughs> He's not a count the bit. One, two, three. I guess I've gone through like 23, 21, 20. 22. Oh, oh, where are oh, <laughs> no. again? <laughs> so, yeah, what, what happened was um, there was a story in Build the, the German paper. Um, Cameroon um, sent an email to Bayern Munich requesting that Chupo Motting was made available. And this then Bayern just didn't respond because Bayern thought they'd responded. Um, but it sent it to the wrong address, as we said. And then a second email was answered by Bayern when they've chased this up but it was it was basically too late he was he couldn't he couldn't make the squad absolute like come on lads get this together did they not are you sure you didn't send a reply on teams because like, <laughs> it's happened a few times at work where uh, you haven't replied to me email. oh no I sent it on teams all right okay why didn't you just reply in the email or, or like or or, or or some or I've gone oh I sent that through in the goal I didn't get the email no well I, I, I sent it over on teams like yeah, just like there's we've we've established a chain of communication here. There Let's are too it. many. There are too many community now because, like, of all the homework and in all the remote mm-hmm. working now, there are too many channels of communication available. Slack as well. That's another one I hear about. Yeah, I've used that used one that. before. No, no but I've no, heard. No, of it. I don't so know what's say, different about it. I don't know. Needs picking up though. <laughs> Well, it does. And bloody Bayern Munich and Cameroon need to pick up the slap and make sure it's Chupo Motting and get in their future squads. Um, it wasn't the end of the world, this one, because Cameroon had already qualified for the African Cup of Nations. Oh, well. and these doesn't matter. Qualifiers so you made a song and dance about it. Before. Well, I yeah, know what they complained about. Like, oh, well, you could, you know, it's been it's been a bit frantic recently with all the games. Having to travel is not ideal, so you, you should be glad of it as well. Exactly. Come on, chill out. But if you can't, like, put in the, the right email address, it's, it's not a write-off, but it's very much a have a word and definitely have a word of the week um, but another one that kind of goes into the have a word territory Matthew that I think we have to mention that uh, Daryl Gray tweeted us producer Daryl um, was because we talked about Chris Wilder and yeah. getting sacked from Sheffield United and how we thought bit weird the timing of it and stuff like that but Sheffield United owner Prince Abdullah he's hit back as the tabloids would say hasn't he and maybe there's there's a bit more to this one isn't there yeah um, so after Singing the praises of Mr. Wilder on last week's podcast. Oh, Mr. Wilder. Have you got yeah. a statement prepared here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Zinchenko. Um, well, I declared him the best manager that Sheffield United will ever have. <laughs> Which, you know, still kind of objectively, he'll be up there, I'm sure. Certainly in recent years. Well, he's... Sort of morality taking a little bit of a pounding, hasn't it? It has, yeah. The statement I offered to resign. Yeah, but... so to go into what Prince Abdullah said, um, his quote was, I told Chris, if we lose every game until the end of the season, we are not going to fire you. We need you to be our coach. I'm not talking about emotion. I just believe you are the best manager to bring us back to the Premier League. So, so far, that's kind of what we said, isn't it? It would be a Sean Dyche sort of thing. We have to go down. You could maybe still keep it the squad together, add to it in the championship. 
get yeah. back up a bit more money again and add to that. And that's what Burnley didn't work quite well. But Chris Wilder apparently explained in a one-hour call why he wanted to resign. He said that he felt the team needed a change, a new voice. We were very clear and said, we don't want to fire you, but if you want to resign, you can, but we will not pay you the same money as if we were firing you, which mm. I think sounds like they were going to still maybe give him something of a payout, maybe half a quarter. Yeah, and he, well, it turns 50p out... 50p a pound. 50p a pound, yeah. Maybe, you know, they could have a, have, a, have a fundraiser and then not help out the person who's organised the fundraiser <laughs> as well. Um, but <laughs> basically, he asked for four million to resign. But I mean, and, that's a lot. Which is quite a lot. And, you know, you can maybe kind of understand there would be reason why for his value of what he's... From where he's took the club from bottom of League One to the Premier League. But surely there would have been some kind of settlement maybe I, I don't know but it's, it seems a bit murky doesn't it from from Wilder he's wanted out he's wanted a bit of a payout as well and it's not quite gone right for him well it goes sort of against the like the background doesn't it of him being a, a fan and yeah, like yeah. loving the club and that and it's a bit like maybe he's so like maybe he knows that the owner's worth thousands and he's thought well he is worth thousands to be fair so I'll just see if I can get this and then if I don't get it they'll just sack me anyway yeah, it's but after he's given them those assurances that they're not going to sack him, it's weird. Like, bored, bored of this he, lot now, bored of this lot now. Um, he's obviously text the chairman, yes, um, oh, yeah, saying bored of this lot now. Um, <laughs> turning and... down relegation, <laughs> well, <laughs> well he wishes he could turn down relegation, oh, yeah, you can't know. Um, but yeah, and, and obviously there the might be more of this from from. It's Wilder's a bit of a mess, well. isn't it? Because it like, is, now, isn't now it? Sheffield United have got Heckingbottom in charge, oh, no. and like that performance to put in against Leicester was uh, horrendous. <laughs> like they just didn't they didn't have a shot in any form. I don't what, think. What are their upcoming games as well? well it, I mean, I, I don't know. I think unless they play Latvia or something, they're not playing this week. <laughs> San Marino. No, the Oval, the Oval once played Latvia in a friendly. Did they? Yeah, um, because Gary Johnson, Lee Johnson's dad, was once Latvia manager. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does he manage what? Like what period does he manage? No, are you winding this up? No, Lee Johnson. Um, Gary Johnson, Lee Johnson's dad, <laughs> as he always has to be referred to now, <laughs> was, um, I've just put <laughs> Gary Johnson, and that's not the Gary I want. <laughs> it's yeah. not the Gary, there's only one Gary I no, want. The other Gary's oh, Gary. yeah, from 1999 to 2001. Yeah, sure. <laughs> in between managing oh, this Ketter isn't and Town I've got Town. Gary, <laughs> I want to know how that happened, but in order... I've clicked on the wrong Gary Johnson here. I've got the 29th governor of New Mexico. Oh, right. Well, he didn't manage Latvia. Probably not. What's really funny oh, on Gary Johnson? Wrong... <laughs> oh, I've appointed me. Oh, wait. <laughs> What's really funny on the Gary Johnson Wikipedia pages on the Latvia section? This maybe is some like broken English. And I think is maybe, I'm not saying this is a dig. It just reads quite funny because obviously, if it is written by someone from Latvia, they're English is like, obviously, I can't speak a second language, so fair play, but it's still objectively funny where it says he was approached by the Latvian football authorities <laughs> for help. No. But, <laughs> help us, I mean, Gary Johnson. Help us, but, Gary Johnson. I mean, that's really funny. But why are they approaching <laughs> Gary Johnson for help? 
I mean, unless you're Lee Johnson, Gary Johnson's son, why, like who's why approaching are, him for help? Why are they approaching Kettering Town Manager Gary Johnson for help? Like, <laughs> so his his managerial career reads: Newmarket Town, Cambridge United, Kettering Town, a two-year gap, <laughs> Latvia. Yeovil yeah, Town. He was out of the game for two years. What's gone on Just, there? What's gone? Yeovil Town, Bristol City, Peterborough United, Northampton, Yeovil, Cheltenham, and now he's a Torquay. What are we? Why did he manage? Sense, like, there's isn't? like nothing else on this. It's just like he was. Johnson was <laughs> Johnson was formerly with Cambridge United, <laughs> Kettering Town, Watford as director of their youth academy, the Latvian national team. <laughs> I like how it says he discovered um, Marion Parhas as well and recommended him to Dave Jones when he was Southampton manager. Um, um, so that's, you know, a, bit, a good bit of work there. Yeah, you over once well. played them in a friendly. Oh, that is utterly sensitive. That's best ever of the week for me, that <laughs> Gary Johnson, Lee Johnson's dad, managed Latvia from specifically 1999 to 2001. Um, unfortunately, left the job, uh, Matthew, of uh, a one-one draw with San Marino, who we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the pod. Um, see, this is it. This I know this is like not something we should talk about on the pod, but like followers on Twitter will probably guess we, we weren't sure what we were going to talk about on the pod this week. We put a tweet out asking for content ideas, but we always come up with something, don't we, Matthew? <laughs> and, we yeah. managed, and actually, you know, you have managed to come up with something here. And this is Gary Johnson's spell in charge of Latvia from 1999. I want to find out now more about it. So tune in next week. Yes, I was going to say. history of Gary Johnson. <laughs> I think we found our deep dive for next week. Um, lovely stuff. That's locked in for best ever. Um, I think we'll have a little break there when we come back. We've still got to write someone off. And Matthew is going to do a deep dive into the history of San Marino. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the From the Terraces podcast. Before we deep dive into the small nation of San Marino, we would like to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code BEST. Ever 10. We talked about those beer gardens opening up soon. So you want to gonna you are going to want to get decked out in all the finest FTT garms, and we can save you 10% when you use the discount code best ever 10. We've already given Port Beer House a mention earlier on in the pod, and you can still get five pounds off when you spend 25 pounds or more there using the discount code FTT Fiverr. That's all capital letters FTT Fiverr. Matthew, I've been there. Mia Hours ago from when we were recording, Ooh. about four hours ago, I got a lovely iced coffee from Coffee House, um, which I think they'd only just put on today. Ger- lovely Gerard was sampling one and it was they were experimenting with them. So I was like, well, I want to be a guinea pig for this as well. And I have to say, Matthew, utterly sensational. Um, I got a sausage roll and a cinnamon, not twisted, not um, with nuts and caramel. Loveliness, nice. basically, like utterly, utterly sensational as well. Um, and from Port Bay House, I got a bottle of pink slice oh, as well yeah. from a uh, North Pier Brew Co. Um, then you Citra Beer, um, a Brew York, and an Almasty as well. So I've, I've had a lovely, productive day, Matthew, haven't I? I know. Wow, I've been at work. Um, <laughs> well, I'm making the most of it because I'm new. I'm in between finishing my old job and starting my new one, so I've got to make the most of this time while I can. Uh, well, it. I'm pleased you're enjoying it. The, uh, what better place to go, really, during the during the day at the minute than than beer house and coffee yeah. house? 
Um, yes. I've I didn't did I go last? I did go on Saturday, I think. Oh, lovely. Oh, I got a bottle of um the paper white. I got like oh. a, a like with a draft. Oh like yeah, yeah. Thing. Um I like I think it tastes a bit like wine. Do you think? I've had it yeah. out of the can. I've not had it on draft, though. Um, he still had that on draft, I think, when I was in there today, Gerard. So if you want to growl left or right. Nice. Does um, But I thought I, I got, like, white wine hints from it. Mm, yeah, and see what you mean, actually. Yeah, it's a, love, it's a lovely pint, that. It's oh, so, it's nice. So nice. Yeah, really nice. Really like to have it on draft. Um, I was trying to get some inside info on um, their outside opening as well. And um, can't say much, obviously, but no. it's, it's, it's looking it's looking good from, from, from what I hear on that. So maybe you, when, obviously, we're still stocking up, as we said at the start of the pod, for your home drinking. So you can go there, pop your house now to get cans in for the house, but then maybe you'll be able to enjoy a pint on the street, pretty much just sat outside on, on John Street. Is it on? I think that uh, side of it. Yeah, it's sort of like on the corner of John Street and there's like a connecting. Yeah, I don't know what that street is. Tweet us in if you you are Gerard and you own (laughs) the property on. Yeah, if you could, mate, that would be appreciated. Uh, but get yourself over there if you live nearby. If not, go to poppyhouse.com, ftt 5 and from the terraces.co.uk. The discount code for 10% off there is best ever. 10. Um, we need to write something off, Matthew, and maybe we could be writing off the advertising board at Tranmere. Um, yes. I don't know what the end is called, but behind one of the goals, because that advertising board at Tranmere player George Ray has been truly written off, hasn't it? On this clip that's been doing the rounds on, on your Twitters, on your socials. Well, I saw it and I was like, oh, it's one of them clips where you kind of, I didn't really know what was coming. Yes. And then, my God! As soon as the court, as soon as the cross comes in, you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, like he's not because what? So like a free kick's curled in, yes, to the back post. And what's his name again? George Ray. George Ray goes up for the header or challenges for the ball, and can't stop. <laughs> and clatter, and I mean clatters in like i'm watching it on a loop as you're describing like, it and like he just does like the that noise is oh, horrendous <laughs> and he like flips over and he's just immediately lying on the floor not really moving like, that's when you know it's painful it's just oh. like you know when you get winded and you're like <laughs> oh <laughs> Like you can't express the pain <laughs> it's just like really hurts like he's just like lying there like a beached whale yeah. on the other side of the advertising hoardings, which is not. Yeah, um, the advertising board does come flying. It's literally written off. Um, Tramia's tweet said, um, we're pleased to say that George Ray's fine at home and rested up. The advertising board, on the other hand, requires some super glue, but I don't know if that'll be enough. Uh, well, I don't, I think that the company who had that advertising board will mm. be fuming because if that camera was on the other way, they would get the most advertising they've arguably ever had. True, actually, yeah. They should be sharing this. The, the clip that they're sharing should be from multiple angles because this has got 261 retweets, 266 core tweets, 1,790 likes. So that's quite good for a League Two like, football club so, engagement. Yeah, so you, and it'll be on, like, I imagine the clip has probably been nicked and put on Absolutely. You know, Sport Bible. Your jaws Jaw. of this world, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know when they just take the Spoff. actual video and it'll say from Tranmere Road. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so like they'll be fuming, which is the real tragedy here. That's the real tragedy. I also like how there's a steward in the stand um, who just like is really yeah. close to where George ends up, and he like stands. He gestures to the physio yeah. to come on as if he's an opposition player. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do. Like you can't see his face properly because of the angle, and he's got a mask on. But you can see there's a bit of panic where he's like, "Oh, I don't do know what to do. Oh, no. I first, I'm for, I first did train like I, I first did because I had a lie to be a steward. I so um, if we'll just turn you, no, don't turn him over, man. Just turn him onto his front. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, no, no, oh, don't turn on the Tranmere news. Do the Wirral news, darling. Don't go on Tranmere Rovers, duck you kid. <laughs> So yeah, a little bit of a best ever the world today. The world today. Um, shall, shall we look up what the? Look, you probably know what the lot of it is around eight. It's no, the thing you would know. The Birkenhead Express and Star or something. Yeah, like feeling an Express and Star vibe. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a bit of that as well. I'm trying. I'm going I'm looking it up now. Um, Wirralglobe.co.uk, and then all the Liverpool Echo obviously uh, oh, goes that into that area. Yeah, right. but there's also. Wirral Globe. That might be like a. I'm surprised if that was a free paper, like your East Durham, like your, your Peter Lee Star of this world. Is the Durham Times that was one? Was there a Sunderland equivalent? Sunderland Star. Oh, was that one? Is that yeah. one? Fair play. Sunderland fair play. Star. Any any free newspapers that you got delivered through your door? Tweet us in with your favourite. If you have any old free uh, copies of the newspaper, please do send them to PO Box. Whatever I said last week. <laughs> Great. Um, actually, before we move on, Matthew, uh, Daryl Gray's or I mentioned him, producer Daryl was asking, he wanted to roll the course to Tycoon update from you uh, as well. Right, yeah. Um, so what's happened is uh, the unique mind that I have, I, <laughs> um, so I've, I've, I've forgotten about roller coaster Tycoon um, and I'm now looking for my next thing to be okay. obsessed with. Um, so I, I will. St- I have built. I did build the roller coasters, but I, I've got no. Like, I just haven't checked on them, so I've got no idea what's happened. I presume nothing because it's not like one of them games. What it still yeah. goes when? Yeah. So there is no update, um, and I imagine that next week we'll have a new app that we'll be discussing. Um, yeah, because this time last year you were all over Football Manager, like the mobile version, weren't you? You could oh, maybe yeah. go back to that. You dismissed out of hand. This <laughs> uh, was before this podcast, it wasn't was it? was actually, so yeah, yeah. Listeners won't know that I um, was relieved of my duties as Sunderland manager. Um, <laughs> applied for the job back. And my application was <laughs> dismissed out of hand. Which is fair enough, really, given they've just sacked and Speaking of football I... manager, actually, I've been enjoying some football manager 2015 recently. Oh, right. I've nice. been managing Matthew specifically in the West Midlands. Have you? Have you been what? managing Wolves? No, I've not been managing Wolves in the Villa? year 2014. Not Aston Villa either. West Brom? No, not West Brom. Come on, Matthew. Well, here, think think um, closer to home for you for the West Midlands. Walsall. Walsall, yeah. I took over Walsall on a very crap budget but like some some promising you players Rico Henry um right. the left back who's at Brentford now Batayoko the forward as well he's he's quite young first season I finished I think eighth which <laughs> was like the board were delighted with they just oh, got mid table absolutely they'll be um, building another big stand behind one of the goals 
Well, you would have thought. You would have thought, well, we're getting crap attendances and it's not going any... Well, I started well, the same do, season. They will do that. They will they get will, crap attendances. They will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot to compete with in the area for a start. I do accept that. But then my second season started quite well, but I've just, I'm on a terrible like losing streak. I think we fall into about 16. This all happened because... I, drew, I was beating Portsmouth 2-0. We drew 2-2. Mm. Two, two. Mm. After that, I was beating Shrewsbury 1-0. They scored in the 93rd minute. And since then, I, the lads are just on the floor. I There's a rivalry there as well. There is, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Matthew, I'm well aware of us. I'm yeah. well aware. Oh, I've been made aware of us. So, like, the, uh, I might start football manager again, you know. Have I, have I given you a taste for it? Though? Yeah, because I, I that's remind like in the same save I, I got the Grimsby job. Okay, and the last day of the season, um, with the club already relegated. I don't know why they sacked the manager with a game to oh, go. Anyway, yeah, I forgot about that. So I got the job on the morning of the last game of the season. The club were already relegated. I, mean, I can't remember who it was against. It was at away somewhere, and we drew one one. And I got sacked after the game. I think it says more about the whoever, whatever mob like, of running Grimsby than you, though, like, doesn't it? Sacked on the same day, <laughs> already relegated. Literally nothing I could have got. Didn't lose. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, a bad start. For a like, whoever club. it was was better than Grimsby because we were bottom. Yeah. So no time for them. Very harsh. I haven't eaten fish since. Well, agree. I mean, in solidarity, I might cut it out as well. What's really fun, though, about managing in League One in t- 2014 is players who now play for Sunderland keep popping up yeah, now and again. Right. So, like, I'll be playing against Alderman. It's like, oh, but who's managing them? It's only bloody Lee Johnson. <laughs> right. And who's that they've got playing in midfield? Your friend of mine, Matthew, it's Mr. <laughs> Carl Winchester. Oh, yes. <laughs> and away fixture at Barnsley on a cold Tuesday night. Who's coming off the bench? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Josh Scorn. Oh, my God, no. And then you go into your inbox, and who's the scout recommending you sign? It's only the big, lanky toilet brush himself, Mr. Tom Flanagan. Fantastic. Fantastic. Max Power making an appearance there as well. I've not seen Max Power. Um, Will Grigg, if he makes five more appearances for whoever he's playing for now. He left MK Dons to go somewhere else in the game. But if oh, he makes right. a few more appearances, I get a bit of money. So that's oh, yeah, not bad. He, went, he came through it also. Um, plays like Jack Baldwin. He's at Peterborough. So I see him now and again. Nice to um, see him. Nice to see him popping up, uh, popping up there. Um, Lee Burge is a Coventry as of well. So Naturally. They all these players who annoy me in real life, although they're not at the minute, but you know what I mean, broadly speaking, and now they're annoying us um, by playing quite well. Jordan Willis as well, he's a Coventry, so maybe that's what you need to do. It's football Manager 2015, if you've got that somewhere, dig it out. Right. Or maybe I can find the disc and, oh no, you can't install it twice, can you? But maybe I don't have a disc tray on my laptop. You can probably download it on Steam quite I'll just cheap, get it on, I imagine. I'll just get the app. Right now, <laughs> I'll do it now. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> no, bored no. of this lot now. Bored of this lot, yeah. Football manager, yeah. Get an old one though. That'd be funny. I've got so a can copy you... of 2019. Actually, maybe I'll get involved in that. Can you manage internationally or? Um, yeah, yeah. You manage internationally. Oh, well, I don't know if you can choose it from the start, or you have to get like. Well, why don't you choose uh, San Marino if you could? Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll both do San Marino. Which one are you going to do though? Which version are you going to get? Well, I'll see what app? I'll have to see. Well, I'll, I'll see what I, I'll see what I can do about it. Okay, just well, yeah. Discussion for off air. We'll find a version of football manager we can both get our hands on. We'll try and take over San Marino or maybe another club. We'll we'll work something. We'll out work something out. 
we'll work something out. But away from San Marino in the virtual world, Matthew, how about San Marino in the real world? Because you've been diving in to the history of the the nation, the principality. What, principality. what is it? It's a principality. That was my um, first question. It's a, it's a republic, a micro state, completely enclosed by Italy. Lovely. And how, how uh, so why, why do, if it's a micro state, how come their right. players don't play for Italy? Is there some like politics here that I'm not Right. Aware? I don't know. I haven't gone into this. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've, I've just gone on Wikipedia earlier and just left the page. That's what I normally do. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> stuff. Well, what's jumping out to you first on the Wikipedia? Right. Well, page I was there? reading this earlier and obviously San Marino are um, terrible. Well, if you don't know, they're terrible. <laughs> um, and they are famously, of course, often referred to as the worst mm-hmm. um, international side in the world, mm-hmm. um, which is really quite an achievement, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest. I mean, they, do, they have a population of 33,562. Um, but if you narrow that down and then go into the players who are available at playing age, yeah, um, some of them, I imagine, will have been born. Some of the... So I think they've got something like, I think there's like 300 players or something, or 200 players play in their league. Yeah. Um, and a few of them play. But like, there's, they've got very a really very small pool of players to choose yes. from. It strikes me somewhere that would have quite an old population as well. Yeah, it does have that vibe. And I don't know why as well. I can't put my finger on that, but you're right. Um, so... So there is a line from the, the Wikipedia, which I quite like. is San Marino's national team is sometimes considered the worst national side in the history of the sport, <laughs> as they have only ever won a single match and conceded an average of 4.2 goals per game. Although as a member of UEFA, they face stronger competition than many other low-ranked sides, which, to be fair, they do. Like, So you've got like they're tied 208th in 2014 rankings with Bhutan. Um <laughs> And then they drew with Estonia, so that moved them at the off the bottom of the rankings. Well done. Um, their highest ever ranking position was 118th in the world. Um, that's not that's all right, really, isn't it? It isn't it's bad. I mean, good. They, relatively yeah, speaking, that was in 1993. Um, so they were they're currently 210th um, out of I believe 211. Um, if we can quickly skip through a ranking, see, this would be great. If we can do this. <laughs> well, in 1993, did the maybe was that maybe when they scored famously really early on against England? Yes, is that what maybe got them off the bottom? Do we think it must be? But they are currently the worst side in the world, <laughs> 210th. So, would you like to know the the handful of sides above them? Oh yes, I oh, would. This is the last page. This is page five of the FIFA rankings. Right, <laughs> 200. page two, page three, page three. <laughs> Luckily, you could go straight to the last page. Oh, that's so you've got in 200th place, you've got Aruba, okay, then the Seychelles. All right, nice. Tonga. Not, not, a lot of holiday destinations, so yeah. Far. <laughs> not, not, not many football hotbeds, though. Lanzarote, are they on there? Uh, no, no, but uh, no, but 203rd tied for 203rd place or Tonga. Uh-huh. And the Turks and Caicos Islands. Okay. Hmm. Um, just ahead of Eritrea, Sri Lanka, the US Virgin Islands, 
the British. Fa- How are they worse than these? Yeah, like, and um, well, I'm, I'm quite surprised Sri Lanka are so low down. Like, I know this doesn't really make any sense, but they're obviously quite a sporting country because they're great at cricket as well. So, yeah. do you know what I mean? You'd think there'd be yeah. a bit of, I don't know, it just doesn't really marry up, it does it? I know, like, you could apply that to India as well. They've got a massive uh, population. I mean, I mean the they're amazing. Is- the rankings generally are like Belgium are the best side in the world, having never won anything. Like it, it yeah, true, true. Well, anyway, how are they worse than Anguilla? They were two hundred ninth. Um, it doesn't make any sense this, but anyway, they are the worst team in the world. Obviously, England play them this evening. And what I really like about um, Sri Lanka, about San Marino's Wikipedia page, is that it has a section, section five. Of, and it's entitled "List of Matches Not Lost by San Marino." Oh, lovely stuff! Let's hear these then. Well, we will hear these. So, their first match that they didn't lose was a very respectable nil-nil draw against Turkey in 1993. Not bad, considering like Turkey must have had some pretty handy players at that time as well. Yeah, well, I mean. I can click on the report and we'll see. Yes. This that's... is going to be a dead link, isn't it? I was going to say, yeah. We're, oh, we're going to have heard of none of the players. Uh, I've heard of absolutely none of them players, so we'll go straight back. <laughs> there were 957 people in attendance. Oh, legends, all of them as well. Agree, all the lads there. And then um, for their next game without defeat, they had to wait eight years um, for, <laughs> until the 25th of April 2001 in a World Cup qualifier away at Latvia. Which again, which we all know well, we know about that, don't we? Well, we do. <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back. When around. did he manage? That was the we said earlier in the pod that oh, was the yeah, game course, that um, yeah. I think lost him his lost well, uh, Gary Johnson his job. Marion Pahars scored. Oh, there he is in the first minute. Random uh, player of the week, Marion Pahars. We haven't Marian done that in a while. I know. Um, <laughs> and then just two years later, um, they drew 2 2 away against the footballing giants of Liechtenstein um, yeah, the Rhine Park Stadion in Liechtenstein in front of 850 people came back from being 2-0 down oh what a beautiful oh, oh the highlight of that must be mint because whenever the score a goal San Marino it's like scenes in it because they never score so imagine yeah. that equalising oh <laughs> uh, well well, I mean, it was in the 45th minute, so they could have gone on to win the game. Oh, really. shit, really, to be honest. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games not lost by San Marino, and three of them are against Liechtenstein. <laughs> well, Liechtenstein, a year later, who they beat 1 0. Oh, yes, please. Their only ever victory with Andy Selva scoring in the fifth minute, their record. Goal scorer. <laughs> with how he many? is their record goal scorer with eight goals, <laughs> seventy-four hey, games. Striker. I, I, I don't think that's bad. It, it, you know, in relative terms, I think that's all right. Played for Sassuolo, uh, Verona. Okay. That's uh, that's quite a good. Group. Doesn't Fabio Barini play for Bar- Verona now? He played in two thousand and nine, so maybe things. But he scored eight in twenty. Maybe this, this could be a different. I mean, this could be an entirely different Verona. No, Hellas Verona. But Sassuolo, like, you know, they're, they're yeah. two decent clubs. Like, he must um, be San Marino's best ever player. He is their best ever. No, no, he is their best ever player. <laughs> Literally their best ever player. His international career he was born in Rome. Right, he was born in Rome. So, oh. uh, so how, I wonder why he's elected to play for the Summer, season. well, he was never going to, I mean, let's be fair. 
Probably. He might have got a cap, mate. Do you know what I mean? You, you in a professional football, you surely would back yourself, maybe. Like mm. I know what you mean, though. The era as well. The, the, Italy won the World Cup in two thousand. I'm just look. Well, I'm just looking at the times he played for Sassuolo. They were in Serie C one. Uh, okay. So and Hellas Verona, where he left, he was released when Verona were promoted to Serie B. So, so he's a League One level. So player, he's, is what we're yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, fair enough. But he was born in Rome to a Samarinese mother. Um, he chose for the latter. Uh, so he's obviously eligible to play for Italy or Samarino chose for the latter. Um, one of the few professional practitioners of football in his country is hailed as one of the greatest ever players in the history of the San Marino national side. Um, until 2012, he was the only player who scored more than once for San Marino. Oh, love that. Um, and he's obviously the only player um, to score a winning goal for San Marino. He's a manager now in San Marino. Um, but actually, his list of goals are here. Would you like to hear his I list would, of international I, goals? I, I want to hear as much about him as possible, to be I, honest. I mean, to be fair, three of his eight goals mm-hmm. came against Belgium. So, 1998, he scored in a 4-1 defeat at Austria. Again, he's, not bad. He scored against Belgium in a 10 1 defeat in 2002. Mm. <laughs> FA Cup. FA Cup. FA Cup. Wow. FA Cup. Like in the qualifying round. <laughs> <laughs> that played in like August. <laughs> and then he equalized for San Marino um, against Belgium again in the return fixer in the game, which they lost 4 1. Um, he scored the winner against Liechtenstein. He scored again against Belgium in 2005. <sighs> Um, he Prolific. scored against he scored against Bosnia and Herzegovina in 2005. He scored against Wales in a 2-1 defeat in 2007, and a 3-1 defeat against Slovakia in 2008 it was his final international goal. Um, San Marino's other games without defeat um, were a nil. Well, were all nil-nil draws against Estonia in 2014. 10 years after their last game without defeat and then another (laughs) another six years um, down the line they drew at Liechtenstein again and then drew at home against Gibraltar in what appear to be consecutive games um, last October and November in the Nations League D. Yeah they must have been buzzing when Gibraltar got um, became uh, international well, an international side, because that was fairly recent, wasn't it? Danny Higginbottom played for them, got that international cap, which was quite funny. Then I think immediately retired. Yeah, they never played in that lot now. Well, yeah, fair enough. But oh, they must have been buzzing when there was like, get in, lads. <laughs> we, we can get a game here. <laughs> you might yeah. be able to get that. What, that ninth win or something? Well, <laughs> well, their um, list of managers. Um, Carrie Johnson on there? <laughs> no, but the. Well, the manager who won that game, um, Gianpaolo Mazza, um, was in charge for 15 years. He managed 85 games, won one, drew two, lost 82. Oh, well, you know, comparatively, it's like Alex Ferguson in charge of Man United. When well, you, the only when you balance the, it out with waiting. The, well, the only manager to lose all of their games in charge was Massimo Bonini. Terrible. Um, who lost all eight of his games. Awful. And the current manager, who will be facing England this evening, um, Franco Varela, 
has lost 20 of his 22 games in charge. <sighs> um, so they're, they're, I mean, their entire, um, oh, sorry, they didn't uh, draw consecutive games. They did lose 3-0 to Latvia in between the two draws against San Marino, against Liechtenstein and Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that goal when they garned mental because they scored? Yes. That was because they'd gone 20 games without scoring and four years between October October 2018 and August 2012. Four years without scoring, man. It's insane, isn't it? It is quite brilliant. And people say, well, what's the point of all these... Like minnow teams like them, and you know, you mentioned Liechtenstein and Gibraltar one now, but without them, we don't have these little quirky stories like this, do we? And no, you know, we, we mentioned when they scored against England after what was it, 8.3 seconds? I'm reading here, David Gualtier, Gualtieri, I think it's pronounced there. He was the one who scored, and that's something like now, isn't it? It's, I know it's not the same because, but you know, like Ronnie Radford scoring against Newcastle for, um, yeah. for Her- Hereford, Hereford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hereford. Um, I should just back myself, I doubt myself there. I know they won the game, so it's a bit different, but it's still like moments like that. There's always going to be one every five, ten years. And you mentioned when they're like darn mental when they scored that goal after four years. That is what makes football as much as like, you know, Belgium being led with superstars or like yeah. great Italian sides or England's golden generation. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you need like, these things as well, don't you? These underdog, extreme underdog stories. Well, I mean, I mean, if, if San Marino don't lose, kind of whoever they play against generally, um, it, it seems, like, well, it's an incredible result, isn't it? Like, they, you've got like, Gibraltar seemed to be a lot better than them because they seemed to call on, as you said, like the, some either non-league or league two English players, which mm-hmm. are better than San yeah, Marino. Yeah. Like San Marino, basically, they're all part-time. Yeah. Um, it does say the national side is composed mainly of amateur players. Um, only a small number of professionals with many holding second jobs outside the sport. They're 13-0 defeat at home by Germany as a European championship record. And they've conceded 10 goals on four other occasions, which I thought would have been more, actually. Mm. Um, but Yeah, so maybe remember, like, let's not be so harsh. Well, I remember when they played um, <clears throat> Ireland in 2007, and Ireland, I think Kevin Kilban scored in the last kick of the game to win 2-1 for Ireland. Um, so they, they, they are known to be like, if you don't win against, well, Gary Johnson, it does say here in 2001, Latvia manager Gary Johnson resigned after failing to beat San Marino. So they are like a, a career ender, really. Yeah. You mentioned them getting beat 2-1 off Wales. Is that mm-hmm. the game where Craig Bellamy does that post-match interview saying it's not good enough and stuff like, do you know what I mean? There's a famous post-match oh, interview with uh... Craig Bellamy in Wales where he's like being like a real... That really honest it might be after like a defeat or a draw but for some reason i've got that in my head um do you know have you seen that interview before with bellamy it's like i can't remember what he says exactly but he's like it's straight after the match and he's being asked about and he's just like nah honestly it's just not good enough like we're terrible (laughs) it's really it's really it's very typical well i mean bellamy i mean it is disgraceful like to only beat them two one is embarrassing, isn't it? Well, yeah, as well. If that is if that is the correct one, but we love them. Like, I love now, them. Well, I mean... the top scorers are here as of November two thousand and twenty. Um, 
Andy Silva, way out in front on his own with eight. Um, in second place, Manuel Marani with two. And oh. then everyone else has got one, which I presume is the complete list of their goal scorers. I was going to say um, that is just the list of their goal scorers, <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. We got any, anything else on San Marino? Not really. Um, just there's a, there's a thing on records here, but it doesn't really. It's, <laughs> it's a bit bare. Selva's self, the most capped player as well. Um, and I uh, just mentioned the England game, which is the fastest World Cup goal ever scored. Oh, well, there we go. There's something for them as well. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, fantastic. To break a record that isn't losing by a certain score, isn't it? And it's great that England won that game 7-1, but that's the thing that's remembered, San Marino scoring that goal, because England needed to win by a massive margin, didn't they, to to keep their qualification hopes alive for um, USA 94. So. San Marino scoring after less than 10 seconds was like, oh, Eight. Graham Taylor <sighs> firmly telling his wife not to turn the news on tonight, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I think what we should do is when we're allowed, probably after the summer, when things calm down, we should go to San Marino. Oh, we definitely should go to San Marino. We could like, incorporate it as part of a wider trip, maybe, as well, couldn't oh, we? Well, that's Big to... Boss Chris to, to pay. Oh, yeah, quick about Big Boss Chris can come and we'll wear from the terrace's claws all the time as well. Because what else is near San Marino? Rimini is the, is the, um, like, play, like the the nearest city, I think. Rimini is the coastal city. I'm trying to like look this up because I mum and dad we... have been to San oh, Marino. I'm surprised my dad didn't get a game to be honest when he was. I was older. gonna say, yeah, your dad's not a bad player, is he? Like yeah. so oh, Florence isn't too far away. Bologna. Florence. Like... <laughs> There's no need to shout. Um <laughs> yeah, Rome's probably a bit further. But you know, again, maybe you could incorporate it to a incorporate it to a, a larger trip. But it's yeah, basically oh. just a hill. Like it's it's oh it's yeah. Not, yeah. Like it's it's tiny and it, yeah, Rimini's the I think Rimini's the place you'd probably go and stay. Right. Like okay. on holiday. I think it's then more maybe like we'd a, go to Bologna for like a Bologna. match or like And then like further that. north we could go up to Bologna on our way to Milan. Yeah. Yes, or oh, we could go to Florence and go to Fiorentina. I'd quite like that, Matthew. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. yeah. See, like, I don't know. I was going to say see Gabriel Batistuta, but I've, I've conveniently forgot it's not the year 1998. No, I mean, he might not be there. <laughs> bro, bro, uh, most likely, he probably won't be there, but we can talk <laughs> to people about Gabriel Batistuta. Yeah. We could do that anyway, but it has more significance if we do that in Florence itself. Uh, right, well, we're all off to Italy. That's two I'm pods gone. we've done this week where we've talked about Italy for some reason. Um, Sponsored by Italy. Sponsored by Italy, Porte House, and from the terraces, and pints of Peroni as well. Just Enjoy. making sweeping stereotypes. <laughs> oh, not too bad. We could have done the accent. That would have been worse. All right, yeah. <laughs> well, before we do that, let's get out of here. Enjoy your pints of Peroni this weekend with the Feast of International Football. We'll be back next weekend to look at Easter fixtures as well. People oh. say it's all about the Christmas fixtures in English football, but me and you, Matthew, we like the Easter weekend mm-hmm. instead. Oh, a lovely weekend in the AFL with some Premier League games sandwiched in between. I can't wait already while we get covered in chocolate at the same time. The land <laughs> of, of chocolate. <laughs> oh, please do. That was 10 chocolate. minutes ago. <laughs> From Italy to Germany, we'll be back next week as ever. Thank you very much for listening.